Welcome, listener, to another episode of Second Cup. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome back. It's me, Tim Heller, your host of Second Cup. Today's guest is my friend, the man with the golden voice and the golden smile, Eli Harris. Eli is a U.S. military veteran and an award-winning actor and voice actor, and you will hear why the second he starts to speak, who has voiced projects for Disney, ESPN, Skyrim, and is starting to take over as a go-to voice in the gaming industry. If you've been listening to the show and enjoying it, I'd like to invite you to show support for Second Cup in any of the following ways. First is by sharing episode links on social media and tagging at Tim Heller Creative. Second is by rating, leaving reviews, and subscribing in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're consuming podcasts. And finally, if you want to support financially, you can Venmo at Tim Heller Creative or reach out to me via email at tim at timhellercreative.com to discuss sponsoring one or several episodes. Any and all of these actions mean a ton and help boost the show's visibility. And any financial support is going directly into sending some gifts to my guests and hiring someone to help me manage the boatload of content I have so I can properly promote them all. Now top off your beverage, get comfy, and enjoy this episode of Second Cup. Good morning, Eli Harris. Mr. Tim Heller. <laughs> How you doing, brother? Doing good, man. It's been a busy week. Yeah. I mean, you are a busy man in general. we got a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> well, how are you? been with you? It's, uh, things have been good. It's been uh, a nice kind of more flexible week this week after a crazy five weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. It's kind of nice to have just like a week to take back for myself and, and regroup and reorganize. I guess our week flip-flopped because – are we recording? Yeah, yeah. I always start the recording right away. Just we can jump oh, okay. right in. Okay, great. Um, yeah, it, I guess it kind of flip-flopped because when we had talked, um, you know, directly last time, yeah. you know, you were super busy and my week had been kind of, you know, uh, slow, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, uh, last week, this week has been been great, man. That's awesome. I know. I mean, so I would love for us to jump right in just because you have you have so much going on and, and lots to talk about. And uh, I want us to fit in as much as we can in our short time period that we have. Um, so if you could just give us like a quick, I call it a quick sip of uh, just kind of a quick overview of your background, who you are, like what brought you here um and and all the layers that are Eli Harris. Sure. So, um I got started in theater at 6 years old. Um my parents got me in, involved with it because I have I have ADHD and uh they wanted to find a way to channel my energy. So, I did theater and martial arts. And uh Ooh, awesome. I I did um theater a little bit in school and I kind of got away from it when I got older cuz I got more into Sports than video gaming, <laughs> heavy into gaming. Um, when when the NES came out, it, it was a wrap, you know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I I got into gaming, and then um, I went into the military. I am a proud Army veteran, served my country. Thank you for and your service. Thank you, thank you. And then when I got out, uh, worked nine to five different places. I actually ended up working at an architecture firm, mm. and. Uh, Part of me was still missing. I feel like there was something still missing with me. And I talked with my wife and said, you know, I think I want to get back into, you know, acting. So I did film and television for about 20 years. Uh, 
got some pretty solid projects and transitioned into VO about three years ago. And, you know, people find it amazing. Like, wow, you've done that much in three years? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a grinder. But yeah, three years I've been doing It also doesn't years. hurt that you have just one of the most beautiful sounding voices that's out there right now. I mean, there's a reason why you're working as much as you're working. And it's, and outside of just your sheer work ethic and talent, it's, I mean, you, you know how to use this incredible instrument that you have. It Thank is, you, Tim. And, and, and you have really put in the work and, and, and also have the personality that people want to work with as well, which helps. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Tim, I, I appreciate that, uh, especially coming from you because you're you're such a a happy guy. Like every time, <laughs> every time I see you and I look at your stuff, I'm like, gosh, that dude is happy. Like he needs to bottle that and just sell it somewhere because he, <laughs> it's all up front. I'm just I'm I'm dying on the inside. No, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> yeah, you're, I mean, you're, you're, you you have such you have this this smile, man, that is just really in, engaging and. You know, if someone's having a rough day and they go to Tim Heller's page, it's like, oh, that's better. Oh, you know? thanks so much, man. <laughs> Lemon water. That's, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, very important, especially with how busy you are. Um, so I would love to hear a little bit more about kind of your journey in the military. What made you feel like you wanted to join the military and and even how that's affected uh, your work now and, and whether those uh, – like how that's informed kind of your TV film and, and VO journey. Um, if you are, are okay digging into that. Yeah. Um, so my, uh, first of all, I, w- I was adopted. Um, and my, oh, cool. my uh, adopted dad was in the military. And then one of my brothers, uh, my adopted brother, he went into the military and uh, so it was one of those things where I thought it'd be kind of cool to do, you know, plus, you know, seeing Top Gun and different movies like that as a kid, it's like it made going to the military seem kind of dope. Yeah. So uh, that and, you know, uh, some choices that I made, and I don't mind, you know, sharing this because I go and talk to trouble teens. You know, I'll go to group homes and stuff and talk to trouble teens. I, I got into some stuff as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, no rhyme or reason, really, other than just uh, lack of discipline. My adopted parents were great. You know, I wasn't abused, anything like that. They probably spoiled me if anything. Um, but you know, I, I chose to hang with certain crowds and, you know, I would get into things, mm-hmm. uh, things that I'm not, that I wasn't proud of. And, uh, yeah. you know, I got to a point, you know, I needed a change. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and where did you grow up? I, I grew up in Virginia, uh, okay. Lynchburg, Virginia. That That's my hometown. That's where I'm originally from. And so, um, I, I got to a point initially I got sent into a boot camp when I was 15 because I was really like, just never disrespectful to my parents, nothing like that, but just outside of it, you know, what if it was getting into fights, just, just stuff, you know? Yeah. And after going through the boot camp, which had, you know, it was kind of like a therapy because we lived out in the woods. All right. So I tell you this, it was called new dominion. We lived out in the woods <laughs> and we literally had to cut down trees, skin them, notch them and build our tents and everything that we lived in. We cook, ate wow. outside, and every evening we would have group sessions where we would sit around a fire pit and express our feelings. Now, for me, um, I thought that was stupid initially because I'm like, express my feelings. <laughs> That's like, not you know, for a 15-year-old. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but I was sitting here and I listened to, you know, there were different camps. And we was in the, uh, my group was called Panaka. They're all uh, indigenous named camps. And so um, I would hear the different guys talk, express how they felt, blah, blah, blah. And I'm listening to this. And it was hard for me to open up, you know. Mm. I eventually did. And it was the best thing in my life to happen to me because I was able to start to identify why I had such anger issues, you know, and a lot of it had to do because I couldn't understand why my biological parents didn't want me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and so once I started unpacking all of that, it helped me get to a place of maybe this is why certain things would trigger me, or maybe this is why certain things would cause me to, you know, go off and punch somebody or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and, I think that was the best thing that happened to me. And then after that, I got out and went into the military. I, I got out of New Dominion, I think about 16, 17. It was a year, year and a half program. Finished high school. After I got out of high school, I went into the military. Um, the military helped a whole lot as far as, as discipline. Um, mm -hmm. It helped me to see a bigger purpose than myself. Um, we did a lot of peacekeeping missions when I was in the military and, uh, you know, it just kind of puts things in a perspective, you know, when you're from a smaller town, like I, like I am, and you get to go to Germany and, you know, places like this, and you get to see what goes on, you know, firsthand, like in Bosnia, where I was at, it kind of puts things in perspective for you. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so that's what caused me to go into the military. And even then, uh, <laughs> even then. I was always animated. Uh, one of my, my battle buddies from when I was in the army actually commented on one of my posts and was like, I remember when we would have days off and you would go to the, the it's the tent that you would go to, I can't remember what we call it in the military now, but for R&R. &R. And uh, they had an arcade machine in there. They had Samurai Showdown 3 in there. And I would always be in there playing Samurai <laughs> Showdown 3. So I was, I was gaming, you know, even when I was in the army. Yeah, you got to get your fix. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's what it was. I was getting, I was getting injections of games. Yeah, gaming injections. <laughs> that's so cool. That's wild. And and what um what was your job primarily in the art while you were serving? I was an engineer. Oh, cool. What kind of an yeah. engineer? I blew stuff up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was a twelve Bravo. So I was doing demo, blowing things up. Yeah. Oh, man, that should be the name of your LLC because you're blowing up the voiceover industry right now. Look at that. I like that. I like that. Good <laughs> wordplay. Look at you, man. I know, you're right? I'll take 10% commission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so cool, Eli. Thank you so much for sharing that part of your life. I, I mean, we've had, for people listening, Eli and I have had conversations over the past couple of years since since you got started um, or towards the beginning of when you got started. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just been, it's been awesome to get to know you and, and to keep learning about your life. And I just appreciate you sharing that, um, that chapter in your life. It's really interesting. And I feel like it's important for people to hear. It is because you never know who else is going through stuff like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, before that's not something, cause I'm, I'm a private person in general. I don't share yeah. anything. You know, I don't share my family, my kids, my wife, none of that stuff. But certain things, you know, I don't mind sharing because I feel that we go through things to help other people. 
Yeah. You know, that we don't have gifts. Like your your smile is a gift. That might be something <laughs> that's easy for you to do because you do it all the time. Some people, it's hard to smile, for them to smile. I have people that tell me I look like I want to fight somebody in my pictures. And I'm like, <laughs> and they'll, they'll tell me, like, smile. I'm like, I am smiling. You're like, like I'm smiling. What do you want me to do? You know? <laughs> but you, you, you know, that that is a gift. Your smile is a gift. Thanks, man. It's I think it's yeah. part of the package of coming from the Midwest. <laughs> Could be. Born and it's just plastered on. <laughs> like, like the Mr. Potato Head smile to just stick it, it on It is. You. We just swap it out. It's, <laughs> mine got super glued on. I can't take it off. <laughs> hey, it served you well in your business. Hey, thank you. Hey, thank that, you. That's what sends the dollars your way. Your guy next door. Your friendly neighborhood guy next door. Um, the friendly Tim Heller. Oh, yes. Um, so, talking, I mean... Speaking of video games, with everything, so you're, I mean, growing up, loving video games, in the Army, still finding a way to play video games, and now video games have started to play a huge part in, in your life again, not just from a consumer standpoint, but from you voicing stuff and starting to really take over. Can you share just how you got started in in voiceover in general, but then how you really found your way into this corner of the market that you have really started to work a lot in. So I got into VO because I wanted to do gaming and animation and not knowing that gaming and animation are like the hardest ones to do in VO. Like it is a real tough nut to crack. Um, mm. So I got a lot of commercial work, promo work, obviously. And, um, it really started with a couple of, of working with indie devs, a couple of indie devs. And I don't consider myself the best marketer in the world because it's just, you know, I'm not a real big social media person. Well, it's but a lot of and people uncomfortable to say like, Hey, look at me. This is what I do. I don't, I don't <laughs> like it. I just kind of have forced myself to do it. Yeah. And, and you know, I guess my way of marketing matches my personality. I don't mm. ever post anything unless it's work. I don't post about anything that's yeah. coming up or nothing. Like when I have something that's tangible and that I can showcase, mm -hmm. I post that up to um, to put a highlight on the actual brand that I'm working with, and then myself. You know, and that's just yep. the way I naturally am. I'm I'm always, you know, speaking on those who have been a blessing to me, and then I put mm -hmm. myself within that layer. Um, but, but to get back to your question, so I started working with some indie devs on some indie games, you know, not real big titles. Mm -hmm. And I just found a way to magnify the project, um, building relationships, to be honest with you, I would say building relationships is, is the cornerstone of why I'm getting as much as I am and why, you know, um, it, it's, it's blown up for me is I genuinely care about the projects that I work on. Mm -hmm. You know, it becomes personal for me because I've always wanted to do this. You know, acting on screen is one thing. I love doing that because it's it's a total it's a total rush to go from playing a drug dealer to playing an attorney to playing an immigrant, like to uh -huh. play so many different characters on screen, it's mind blowing. But getting behind this mic right here, it's like a whole different energy, bruh. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I can get in here and I'm like this, this crazy monster, you know, one minute. And then I'm like this, this regular guy, 
you know, like you said, the, the guy next door. It's the you know? it's the gig. The first time I took a class and I and it wasn't even like I wasn't in a booth or anything. It was just up in front of like a group of people in New York and mm-hmm. I'd read copy. It was for like a commercial piece of copy. I was like, oh, shit, this is the gig. I love this because it doesn't matter how you look or what people think uh, like or are expecting you to sound like or or do or, or whatever it is. All this other stuff that comes with theater and TV work. It's just it's just you what like what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, w- I took those smaller projects and magnified them, you know, built relationships. And something that a lot of people don't understand is that. Indie devs are also connected to other entities. Gamers mm-hmm. talk. These game devs, they talk to each other. They may be working on different titles, but they're all, they all talk with each other. And yeah. when you've established yourself with them as a person who is uh, not just talented, talented, talent is great. Availability is the biggest key. Mm-hmm. Um, promptness, over-delivering. You know, I go above and beyond for my clients. And that allowed me to get connected to other game devs because mm-hmm. this Eli Harris guy, blah, blah, blah. Next thing I know, I'm getting an email. Hey, I got a game that's coming up. I think you'd be great for it, blah, blah, blah. That's how that chain reaction started for me. And then I connected with um, with people in different organizations like Black and Gaming and, you know, different um, different organizations like that, presented myself to them. They liked what they saw and made me a big part of black and gaming so now i am the vo person for black and gaming and not just as far as voicing their content but i am the representative of vo for them you know and that's something that's going to be announced here in the coming months or so so i congratulations the vo entity for them thank you um and and i'm allowed to say it you know it's just they they're planning to do a bigger announcement about it yeah, and um, by the time this 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 episode goes live, it, it could be. It sounds like it might be around a similar time. So we'll we'll try yeah. to plan that out. But that's amazing, yeah. Eli. Congratulations! And so Thank for you. for other Black artists who want to get involved in the gaming industry or get involved directly with Black in gaming, how how can they get a hold of them? And like, who's who's a good person to contact or a good website for them to explore? Uh, black in gaming, you know. Let me look. <laughs> I, I never go. I never go to Black and Gaming's website. Um, I think the best thing to do is to reach out to them th- really through Facebook. Um, okay. But then they'll end up. They'll end up coming to me, and yeah. and saying, "Hey, you know this person, that person, blah blah blah, is interested in VO," and then I'll take a look. You know, so really, yeah. I, w- I would say probably just hit me up. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as far as far as Black Gaming goes, um, to get into gaming, I think a lot of times people want to go for the big fish first. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with having your sight set on that. It is hard. You know it's hard. Like, you're not going yeah. to just go to Activision Blizzard and be like, Excuse I want to voice. Excuse me, sir. Can I please be in the game? <laughs> yeah, I would, I, would like to voice, I would like to voice Call of Duty. Is that okay? You know, um, <laughs> it's like when your relatives find out that you're an actor and they're like, oh, have you thought about doing the Netflix? Yeah. Oh, my it's gosh. Like, oh, like, my yeah. God. That's revolutionary. No, I didn't think about doing the Netflix. I'm going to tell you a funny that. story. I'm going to tell you a funny story. So I worked on The Departed with with Matt Damon, DiCaprio, all of them. Right. And Matt Damon has got to be he's probably the 
dopest actor that I've worked with and talked to. He is like really the guy next door. Like he has that type of personality mm -hmm. like you. Very talkative. So we were talking about martial arts because he had to train in Kali and a couple of other different styles for the born identity. Because I was okay. curious, like, what did you, what discipline did you uh, study for the born identity? Because it's so fluid. He said, well, I studied Kali and, you know, he talked about a couple other things. So we're just in this dope conversation. He said, you know what you need to do? You should talk to Ben Affleck. You need to give Ben a call and holler at him because you two are so much alike. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll just phone up Ben yeah. Affleck because, you know, I got it like that. So. I'll just call Benjamin now. Hey, yeah, I'll, I'll hit Ben up yeah. and tell him that we talk. Yeah, I never got Ben's phone number. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's kind of that's I, And I get that, story. too, like, because I, I did a film with Alicia Keys. And I'll have people around the way to this day that will still say, hey, tell Alicia I said, what's up? I'm like, I don't talk to Alicia. Yeah, that's you know, we did works. a film together and that's <laughs> it. You know, I, I know her manager. I don't know her like that. So, yeah, that's awesome. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other Where big category we, that you you had spoken about, like wanting to get involved with is animation. And I'd love to talk about. Um, and in the same vein as um, black creators, I'd love to talk about Broken Beat because you brought me into this pro or you introduced me to Richard uh, a couple years ago. It was before we moved to Texas. Um, mm -hmm. And it was at the very beginning of him kind of animating some stuff. And I did like one of the villains and a couple of other smaller voices. But um, I'd love to hear more about Broken Beat and your involvement with that and with you and your son and just kind of where that is, what it is and how people can find out more. Uh, yeah. So I met Richard. Um, I had, I had seen his, I had seen the, uh, in the black animators group, he had posted something and I had reached out to him. Now the irony is he was not taking anybody at that time mm. because, um, he had had some people on board and it didn't work out and it was left a bad taste in his mouth. Hmm. I'm one of those people where I'll, I'll reach out to you and I figure, what do I have to lose? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if you tell me, no, I haven't lost anything. So I'm just going to go for mine. And he hit me back and was like, yo, I love your voice. Like your, your voice is real dope. And I'm like, thanks man. I appreciate that. And so he said, you know, I got two characters. I think you'd be great for, I'm actually going to play the antagonist and the protagonist. So I'm, I'm voicing two. And so he said, do you know any other talented voice artists? And I said, I have a, a small, a small Rolodex of people that I trust that are super talented. You know, so of course I turned them on to you. I turned them on to a Marquise Moore, um, Sarah Saray. If I'm saying her name right, I don't want to mispronounce her name, but we all know who Sarah is. Sarah is. Um, and uh, Rob Maria. And yeah. I think there's a couple other people, but yeah, I turned them on to some, to some great talent because all these people are great talents. All y'all are great talents. And I know that you are reliable talents, you know, and, and I think that's, that's something that really sticks <laughs> the out other for thing. me yeah. is not only are they talented, are they reliable? And everyone that I deal with is reliable and people that I'll personally vouch for. So I sent it to him. And of course he hits me back and is like, whoa. You know, like all of these people are great. He said, I love that dude, Tim. Like he really <laughs> likes you, man. Oh, like, man. He, like, he really likes you. Um, not that's that he so don't sweet. like everybody else, but yeah. So, um, <laughs> so that, <laughs> so that, that's how that project started. And, um, I liked what they were doing. 
Um, I liked what the project was about because I'm all about, you know, the martial the arts and mm-hmm. uh, and martial arts. Can you arts. tell us so, more of so for listeners who don't know, it's it's a primarily black anime series. Yes, it's a, and it's it's, a primarily black anime series. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and he wanted to make sure. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. no you go, go, go for it. No, no, you go, go. No. Okay. I, what you have to oh. say is so much more valuable. <laughs> <laughs> no. And he, the thing about it is he wants to make sure that every character is properly represented. So with the, the Asian female in there, he didn't want someone that wasn't Asian voicing mm-hmm. someone Asian. Yeah. That's why I sent him Sura, because he wants everybody properly represented in this anime, which I think is a great thing. You yep. know, that even though it is a black, it's a, a, a black anime, he wants to make sure that everybody is culturally represented properly. Yeah. And it's, and for anybody who hasn't seen this on TikTok yet, his, the Broken Beat TikTok channel is pretty popular. It's got a couple thousand, almost 10,000 something or other. I'll pull it up, but it's, I don't have TikTok. But yeah, I mean, I that's, they've <laughs> got to go fund me. He's got to go fund me going now. And I think they're, I'm pulling it up, but if, uh, Broken Beat. They have 8,381 followers right now. And there's, so if you go to Broken Beat the anime, it's, and then with underscores all underneath this, I'll include this in the, in the description of the episode too, along with your website and all of that. But, um, you'll see that it's, it's really high quality stuff that's been able to be done so far. He's got people, um, from, the Dragon Ball Z team that's working on it. Mm. Um, so he has some people that are established working on his project. That's why it looks so good. And you mentioned my son. So my son, uh, I had, I didn't know that he wanted to do VO until he told me. So I sit down and I have talks with my kids mm-hmm. and you know, what the one that that's in broken beat, he just turned 10 and I'll ask them, you know, what do you want to do with your life? You know, and some people may say, Oh, that's, that's a lot to ask a kid that's little. No, it's not. <laughs> Cause you want to get the wheels turning early for them. Yeah. Uh, my kids are, are advanced. They're homeschooled. They're advanced. And so we have conversations with them. We don't treat them like they're a kid, you know, mm. with, with certain things, of course, we don't have adult conversations with them. Yeah. But, and I, and I <laughs> asked them, you know, have you thought about what you might, what you want to do, you know, when you grow up, when, when you're older, you know, that way we can map out a plan and how we get there. My yeah. oldest son, he's interested. He's heavy into cars. This boy will tell you about every car, everything detail down to the freaking start date of the company like it's crazy my nine-year-old said i want to do vo just say i want to do voiceovers just like you dad because Aww. he thinks all, both of them all of my kids think it's cool that i do it but uh-huh. he's really fascinated when he sees me on tv or we're playing a game like jitsu squad or starship troopers or you know and hears me in it i want to do vo like you i said okay did it your heart just work. melt it, it did because <laughs> i, it, I would have of, wept if I had it, a it was, child and they were like, I want to do this just like you, dad, I would be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not, not quite, but it felt good. And the thing is with this one, so the, there's a difference between my two boys. The, the oldest one, the 11 year old, he is a very analytical person. I am too, to a certain extent, but mm-hmm. he's very detail oriented, precise, you know, he's not that the creative as far as the voiceover stuff goes, he's creative with other things. My, the one that just turned 10, he is a clone of me. This dude is super animated with everything. <laughs> and so I said, if this is something that you seriously want to do, it's going to take some work. 
you know, you're going to have to show me that you want to do it. That means yeah. I'm going to send you some scripts to read, to look over. And I just want to hear how you do it. I'm not going to direct you nothing. I just want to see where you're at. Yeah. Tim, I'm not going to lie to you, man. He's a star. This boy is probably better than me. <laughs> and I, this, I, I bull jive you not. I bullshit you not. This dude is probably better than me. Like, he naturally. So I think I told you, I have an issue when it comes to doing the natural read. That, like, you know, conversational was, that's everywhere right now. Yeah, yeah. the conversational is it, was, is, it was a struggle for me. Of course, I get training in it, and I'm working on it all the time. I work with a coach on it. Well, it's harder, it's it's harder that, than than somebody who, than you may expect if you hear it, it like, really from is. people who are not in <clears throat> VO and, like, haven't had to try to do a conversational read uh, when the script is something like, hey, we're selling bubbly bubblies bubbly lollipops and like they're they'll make you feel bubbly on the inside bubbly on the outside it's like how do you make that sound like that you're just casually yeah, bringing that up in a I conversation don't say that because i don't i don't speak that way you know yeah so it's it's hard to get out of your head with it and for me i need coaching for that i have mm -hmm. coaching to help me with that my son would get the script and it's just like that and um i said okay he might actually be good at this and so richard came to me and said i have a part for a kid that I need to cast to play as your son for this flashback scene. And I said, my son, he does VO. Very interested in VO. And Richard is one of those people that I'm gonna be honest with you. He don't care that he is my son in a sense where mm -hmm. well, I'm gonna put him in a film because he's your son. He, he, has to, he has to audition just like everybody else. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm good with that. Good. Cause that gives my son an opportunity to see how this business works. Like they'll yeah. hear me audition and stuff all the time. Like they hear me. But I put them in a booth. I said, these are the lines. This is what you need to do. Go at it. I only had to correct him two, three times. What you heard in that final product, mm -hmm. which, what you heard in that final recording was what he did on his third take. That's awesome. And, and I sent it to, to Richard. Richard called me. Okay, normally we just communicate through the messenger and everything. He called me and he said, my wife is usually hard to please when it comes to, <laughs> you know, his, his girl is really hard to please when it comes to things like that, you know, and rightfully so, because this is a project that they're both very serious about. He said, when she heard it, she was like, oh my goodness, you know? And he said, he was just floored. And he said, how long has your son been doing VO? I said, this is his first project. <laughs> like, like, this is yeah this is his first project and he was like man he said your son may end up taking over i said he might yeah, because he's he that then dad that can that kick back good. and dad can kick yeah. back and uh and just handle the business side of things <laughs> look, look, he not only did he call to talk to him, he wanted to call and talk to my son and so Aww. you know i put i put noah on the phone and noah's very personal his, his personality is just mega you know and he's talking to him and I heard him start laughing. He's like, no, no, dad is still the one. He's still the Aww. one. And, <laughs> and I was like, what did you say to my son, man? And he was like, I just told him that he might be taking over the throne one day. I said, hey, one day, you know, when I one hang day. up the mic, when uh -huh. I hang up the mic. But yeah, man. <laughs> so that's how my son got involved. And I, 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 like I said, I don't talk about my family much. I yeah. had to post about that because yeah. that is that one dad moment that we all dream of is for our kid to our kids to be better than us. Any parent who doesn't want their child to be better than them need to reevaluate because mm -hmm. I want all of them, all three of my kids to be better, to supersede me. I just hope that my wife and I lay the proper foundations 
so that they can flourish and grow, you know, but yeah. my, our goal is for them to be better than us, to, mm-hmm. to show them the, to navigate the paths so they don't have to go through some of the things that we went through. So, yeah. Anyway, that's how my son got into, into it. And he's been auditioning, you know, he's got an agent now and, um, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And Eli, that's he, so freaking sweet. Yo, he was this close to getting a Gatorade commercial. And every time I see the commercial, I'm like, man, I personally think, and, and no knock on anybody else's kid at all. I, I don't do that. I think my son would have done exceptionally well with it. Yeah. Um, and the reason that he didn't is they wanted someone that was 13 and at least, or at least 13. And that was SAG. They were willing to do waivers. Yeah. But it's easier for them if someone is already union. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's just a matter I, of time though. I mean, as you know, like with, with being in the industry, it's just, I mean, there's still things that I'm, uh, I, I've so many things. Like I, I, sometimes I forget how, how long I've been doing this, but also how short it's been. It's, it's only at the end of this year will be five years. And it's, and it really, there are so many things that you just have to be patient for. And it sucks. Cause that's the last thing anybody wants to hear when they're starting something new is like, Oh, you just have to wait. But it's, it, there are some things where you just, you, you have to, and you have got to be patient. And as long as you're like sticking around and you're still doing everything the right way, you're, you're working hard, you're getting your name and face and voice out there. It's, it'll happen. And it sounds like you know what? you are laying those that, foundations for your kids to to supersede y'all, but that he'll be he'll be on the on the airwaves soon. And you said the perfect thing is the patience, and that is the hard part, especially when there's 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 projects that you really want to do. Yep. You know, one of my goals, and I don't mind you know tooting my horn just a little bit. Yeah, I've always wanted to work for Disney. Disney is there's Disney, Activision, Blizzard, Ubisoft. There's people on the top of my list. Disney, of course, is one of them. Yeah. I never thought that I would be working with Disney and the direct connection that I have with them. Because um, mm-hmm. every, everything I do with them is is on the ESPN side at this point. Um, we just finished up doing the Warrior Games last week. That was the, I, th- I, th- I think that's the biggest project outside of, you know, doing being the brand voice for Manscaped and Icy Hot and all that other stuff. Yeah. All those other wonderful projects. I love working with those clients, man. Um, doing the Warrior Games was probably one that hit home a little bit more for me because it dealt with ill, wounded, injured veterans and mm-hmm. active duty soldiers. And it's an Invictus. It was like the Invictus Games. Yeah. Um, but with American soldiers. And initially, I was supposed to just voice the promo for it. Cause I've been working with Disney going on a year now directly. And... I was supposed to do just a promo, just a promo. That's it. And they came back to me and they said, look, are you available next week? I'm like, yeah, which day? The entire week. (laughs) I said, "Uh, (laughs) yeah, of course I'm available. (laughs) You know, um, they had me do recordings every day for every sport that was going on for every event. And then not only that, and I haven't posted it yet. I'll start posting some of those things because they just sent it to me. They, and I didn't even ask for this. They said, send me some pictures of you when, you know, some military pictures. So I sent them my pictures. They gave me closing credits for the entire show as the voice for it. And it put up my military pictures and everything. Eli. And I'm like, yo, that really touched me. And That's I'll, I'll really be posting special. all that too. But to have someone like Disney do that for you and to get the praise that you get from them, they said, mm-hmm. we got a lot of stuff lined up for you. Yeah, is like a dream come true for me. And 
I just got connected to the animated side of Disney. Congratulations. You know, now, yeah. nothing, and so there's nothing on the plate for me on the animation side yet. It's the way Disney works, it's, it's different. You know, the departments mm-hmm. are separate. It's just that the executive that I deal with on the ESPN side has some pull, of course. And when I got connected to this person on the animation side, he sought him out and decided to send him a letter on my behalf. So it really meant a whole lot. And I say this to say, when you work with clients, go above and beyond for them. Mm -hmm. Do the extra. Show them that their project matters, that it's not about you that it's about yeah. what they do because I'm genuinely that guy that, you know, is, is humbled and appreciative of what I get. So I'm forever grateful and thankful to all the clients that I work with, you know, cause they don't, they didn't have to choose me. So I make it known to them. I'm available to you. If you need something adjusted, if you need something changed, I'm here, you know, yeah. you want one take, I'm sending you three or four takes just so you can have options, you know, go above and beyond for them and it will pay itself forward. Yeah. I love that. What a way to wrap up, Eli. That was like such a beautiful like crescendo into like a beautiful <laughs> finale. <laughs> oh, I didn't thank plan you it that so way, much for uh, for for making time to come on here and and do this. It's always fun when we get to talk, and I, I always look forward to it. Um, I've got a couple of uh, quick fire questions for you to wrap up everything officially here. So sure. just one to two word answers, whatever comes to your mind first. Um, okay. What is a nickname that your parents used to call you? KB, which stood for koala bear, because I was always either hanging on the door handles and swinging, <laughs> so or I was cute. hanging on my dad's leg. Or, so KB. And then I love it. After that, I was called Arcade, because I was always in the arcade. I love that. <clears throat> KB and Arcade. Uh, yeah. What is a piece of content that you are consuming and you can't get enough of right now? Okay. Uh, geez. I, I, I don't know. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Could be a TV show, about edit, like food. Oh, oh, anything. Yeah, content. Like uh, it could be a movie. It can be a TV series. It could oh, be a book. okay. Um, this is all right. This is going to sound like a shameless plug. Jitsu Squad, the game that I'm in. Amazing. If you have not played Jitsu Squad. It is. It is like an old school four player beat 'em up, but it is so high powered and intense that it's nonstop action. So, like my kids and I, like we, I got an arcade at my house, and. Awesome. uh Jitsu Squad is on there. We play it all the time because it's it's such an intense, high powered game. I love Jazz and Moon in that game. Amazing. Uh, who inspires you right now? From the VO side, Keith David is the guy that inspires me the most. Okay, just because he's a part of my childhood from Gargoyles, mm-hmm. um, and I think he's one of those underrated performers. You know, we know who he is, but he's not a global name like that to people. Yeah. Keith David is an inspiration to me. That awesome. because of his backstory. Yeah. And, and Sam Jackson, question. I'm sorry. And, and Samuel Sam Jackson. Jackson. Yes. yes. A little a little known, little known indie, you know, he's done a couple of small films, you know, here and there. <laughs> the thing that inspires me most about him, even though I ne- I've never had a drug issue, uh-huh. Samuel Jackson came from being a drug addict into yeah. and doing film. You yep. have to res- and one of his first roles was playing a crackhead. Yep. It takes strength to do that. Yeah. No, so. he's he's a badass in more more than one way. Um, yeah. All right, last question. You can only have pizza one more time. Where from and what's on it? Um, we have a place here called Chinello's Pizza. Okay. And uh, their pizzas are, are so bomb. And 
they have this uh, chicken Florentine pizza that has tomatoes, spinach, um, mushrooms. Mm. So Chinello's chicken Florentine pizza. Done deal. Eli Harris, thank you so much for making time. And uh, I look forward to another one of our chats that I'm sure we'll be having soon. And congrats on unwrapping the project with Disney. That's really freaking cool and so well-deserved. Thank you, Tim. I'll be posting that stuff up soon. So uh, Great. Yeah, everybody keep an eye out for it. it. And uh, I will, I'll, I'll post in the description on, on where people can find you on social media and all that. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate it. And thanks for having me, man. I've, yeah. Uh, been waiting to have this chat with you. Yeah, me too. It's it's awesome. I'm glad that we made it happen. I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Second Cup with my friend Eli Harris. To stay up to date on the boatload of projects Eli has going on, connect with him on LinkedIn and follow him on Instagram at mr.eli.harris. That's M-R period E-L-I period H-A-R-R-I-S on Instagram. This show is recorded and produced by Tim Heller Creative, LLC. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the others, I invite you to show support in any of the following ways. First is by sharing episode links on social media and tagging at Tim Heller Creative. Second is by rating, subscribing, and leaving reviews in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you consume podcasts. And finally, if you want to support financially, you can Venmo at Tim Heller Creative or reach out to me via email at Tim at TimHellerCreative.com to discuss sponsoring one or several episodes. All funds will be used directly to improve the show and provide the best experience for guests and listeners alike. Tune in next time for another incredible conversation and hopefully to learn something new from a really cool person. Bye.